What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul-de-sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious-looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem podcast could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is Fast Train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now, for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK where we are on a UK tour together with Brother Yun. And last night we had an amazing meeting in a pub. I'm not joking. We had a, a... whole room full of believers. I actually got a photo of people praising and worshiping right beside a Heineken tap. Uh, so, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a great place to come in and, and invade the space and to give glory to Christ about what is taking place in the most unreached areas of the world. To uh, do a little bit of review about this meeting i've called pastor john who is the pastor of redeemer church the host for last night and asked him would he be willing to do a podcast together with us so i know that he's waiting for the phone call at 10 a.m this morning and uh, let's go ahead and try to call him now Uh, hopefully we are able to catch him and uh, do the interview because it was it was a really great time and it looks like I'm having a problem getting through. Uh, so we can do it another way and call him using the mobile phone instead of the computer. We're a one-man show doing this from a hotel room. Hello. Hey, Pastor John. How are you? I am very well. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Great. Yes. Hey, uh, I know that you've probably never heard a Back to Jerusalem podcast before, but it's it's super relaxed. Uh, we don't edit it. We always do it in a hotel. It would have been great to do it with you last night, but uh, everybody was super busy last night. Um, uh, last night, I was just sharing with uh, our listeners that uh, we had a meeting together with Brother Yun uh, here in Birmingham. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, how that came to be, how we were able to come to this town and uh, have a meeting with you guys last night? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I I got a call. Uh, in fact, my wife got a call, first of all, and then it's directed on to me from uh, a gentleman who lives um, in Redditch, so not too far away, uh, called Boone, who is connected with Back to Jerusalem, or has at least previously um, uh, been involved with yourselves and uh, said that you you were in the UK, uh, you were looking for some more dates. There wasn't a Birmingham date. Could we do something? And I 
Uh, initially, it was just like, is this a joke? Um, is this for real? I wasn't expecting the call. Um, is, is Brother Yun really going to be potentially coming to Birmingham in a, in a week or so? And uh, basically, from there, I was just put in contact. We were like, yeah, we can do something. I don't know what we can do, but we can do something. We'll pull something together. Don't want to miss out on this opportunity. And uh, uh, and that's how it kind of came together. Uh, got in contact with a few venues and uh, came up with the, the venue at the Black Horse, the, the function room in the pub there. Um, and that's kind of how it all, all, all came together. I, and just told a few other people about it and a number of churches wanted to let as many people know as possible and uh, and that's how it kind of um, started. That was a first for us. We've never had a meeting in a pub before. I actually got this amazing photo with my camera with people praising and worshiping God. They were just lost in the in the worship uh, service. And, and I got the picture right beside the Heineken tap. So it, <laughs> yeah, so it was like it was one of those uh, unique opportunities to really but I loved it. We absolutely loved it. We thought it was a great time. The response at the end of the meeting was amazing. We had Several people that uh, said, you know, that they really loved it. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw the book table last night, but we were mobbed for a while. I felt bad because we couldn't answer all the questions, but it, the, there really seemed to be, I'm, from my perspective. But you're the you're the pastor of the church. Did have did you hear anything? Did you feel anything? Is this just the way they react to speakers in general? Are they just uh, really encouraging? Is that kind of a gift for them, or do you think that they really got something from last night? I think they really got something from last night. I think at so many levels. Um, I mean, first of all, just going back to your comment about the pub, it, it was just thrilling to have it there because that is such a it's a, such a central venue to the local area. Uh, but it's been such a centre for negativity in the past in a number of different ways. Um, it was so wonderful just to have a, a large uh, kind of group of Christians coming together, worshipping the Lord. So I think that was significant in itself, just to have people below us um, going around their normal uh, pubby business, but above a group of people worshipping God together in this, what has been a, a place um, that hasn't been associated with what is good and what is uh, godly and what is uh, what is gospel. Um, so that was just so thrilling to have that there but um but yeah uh i think people were really stirred and there was a mixture of people from redeemer our own church but there was people from a, a whole mixture of churches kind of locally and wider across birmingham um and i i think just from conversations with people afterwards uh, a few text messages and things like that since as well uh the people were really stirred uh i think on different levels the whole level of the whole back to jerusalem vision and just seeing and hearing about what is going on and just being made aware of, of the situation of so many people around the world and, and, and really just how little work um, is, is, is actually reaching those who've never heard the gospel. It's hearing about obviously ministry activity that's going on around the world, uh, missionary activity that's going on around the world. It's obviously so important, but actually percentage-wise, how little of that is going on in um, you know, the 1040 window and, and of these people who, who uh, have just never heard the gospel um, was, was challenging and was stirring. It was incredible to hear that what the Chinese church is doing uh, currently and is, is hoping to do. So I think that uh, really raised uh, faith and challenged people. Uh, then you've got the other level of just hearing kind of Brother Yun himself and his own personal stories uh, and testimony, what God has done in his life, obviously through the suffering that he's been through, which is just so out of our 
um, frame of mind here, um, but just to hear that and to hear his sheer love of Jesus that comes out through that, uh, and his love of people, and his love for the gospel, and his desire to share the gospel, uh, I think that was deeply moving and challenging to people as well. And I think there's people in the room who uh, knew uh, quite a lot and had read the book, and there's also people who hadn't really heard anything before. There was a real mixture, uh, and I think um, from what I've gathered, you know, People who'd heard things before were just freshly inspired again, uh, just to you know, hear it in the flesh as such, and people who'd never heard it before. Um, just to, to hear that for the first time, it's obviously it's quite heart-hitting uh, and, and encouraging as well at the same time. So, yeah, I think I, really, I was just really encouraged that uh, once for our own church, people would be able to hear that and take that back and apply that to their lives, but also just wider for the other churches represented, both kind of more locally in, in Northfield, um, the part of Birmingham that we are and, and the, of the churches from wider Birmingham as well to be able to take that back and just to hear that together um, kind of the unity it brought for us uh, and also just to be able to share that in our, our wider context within Birmingham I think is exciting so yeah I think it really had impact uh, could you just give us a little bit of a, of an introduction about you know who you are, uh, who your your church is? Uh, one of the things that I noticed when I went to your website last night when I was when I was looking at it is because uh, I was looking for a phone number. I saw that the the email was uh, hello at Redeemer uh, Redeemer Birmingham or or the the address of your church. So instead of having uh, administration, instead of having you know, uh, it just said hello and i and i thought that that was that was just so uh engaging and and it really did can like what you just said about the about the pub it is kind of a social center and so the church or at least last night we were where the people didn't feel like they had to go to a a brick and mortar location where they may not feel like they belong but it was a very um uh, uh, social environment. Uh, so, could you give just a little bit of a background? You know who you are and and yeah. uh, who Redeemer Church is here in Birmingham. Sure. Um, well, so, so Redeemer Church Birmingham, we're a relatively uh, new church plant, um, and we're we're part of the wider family, uh, what's known as a Catalyst Network, which itself is part of the wider family, which is known as New Frontiers, which itself is part of the wider family, which is known as Christianity. Um, so. I mean, we personally have been in the area going about is it two or three years. We started in the home, um, and we, we were actually meeting in the pub where we met last night for a little while, and now we're in the YMCA kind of down the road. Uh, but we're very much uh, want to be a church for the area, uh, you know, to share the gospel of Jesus with the area, but to be a blessing to the area. So you know, we obviously... Uh, trying to think of ways just to engage and you know, even little things like you say that little hello on the the, um, the email address is just uh, just a way of trying to make it us, ourselves more approachable um, Christianity in this nation for lots of people isn't seen as something as relevant it's seen, seen as something that's kind of a bygone era um, and, and in some people's minds is seen as something that is kind of um, uh, separate from uh, kind of current culture and, and not relevant and and maybe even unapproachable. Uh, so just wanting to to engage with people in culture to be able to you know just to say hello and just to to be themselves and not have to put up a particular uh, image to in order to engage with Christianity and get, or get in order to engage with the church. Um, and again, just you know, where we. we We've been meeting in the pub and currently the YMCA, just trying to make ourselves as, 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 as approachable as possible for people, so people can come and hopefully hear about Jesus. Um, 
but we're also connected with other churches in the area. So we've got our own family of churches that are part of the Catalyst Network. There's a few other churches uh, in Birmingham. So I obviously told about the event, but then through other initiatives like 2020 Birmingham, which is a church planting initiative across Birmingham, interdenominational, uh, we, we're connected with other churches from other backgrounds, that are Pentecostal or more conservative, and FIEC churches, a big mixture. So I was able to tell some of them about the event as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to connect with different churches, even churches within Northfield itself as well, and trying to connect with um, from different backgrounds. Because uh, we're you know, obviously on the same mission, wanting to get Jesus out, get the gospel out. And where my voice is going a bit here, I've got a bit of a bit of a cold and cough. I've been fighting the last few days. Um, so Not a problem. Hey, hey, with uh, with with Brother Yun, uh, ha- had you heard about him before? Had you read the book before? How, uh, when when it, were you first exposed? Was this the first time that you had heard about him, or uh, how how did that go? Sure, sure, yeah. Well, personally, I. Uh, I first came across him when I was about 17, 18, um, so a little while ago, I'm 33 now, um, and I came across an article in, I think it was Evangelicals Now, which is a, a newspaper in this country, like a Christian newspaper, and it was a little clip, uh, clip it really from, from the book, and it was, I think it must have been brand new at the time, <clears throat> and um, I just read it, and it just stirred my heart, and I just thought, I've got to get hold of this book. Um, I was, at that point, I'd been a Christian since I was quite young, but I, I was more recently aware of the Holy Spirit, um, and actually that God is real and alive and interacts with us now, and just reading uh, The Heavenly Man, was just, it just blew my mind, reading that clip from the book, and then I got hold of the book, and I just read it. Um, I'm not a big reader. I'm, um, I'm actually quite severely dyslexic. I struggle to read, uh, but that book, I just could not put down. Uh, I, I don't even remember it. My head was thumping because just from reading, I find it quite difficult, but I couldn't put it down. And I was so aware of the Holy Spirit when reading it uh, that it had a dramatic impact on me. And then I got hold of the, the Back to Jerusalem book as well and read that, and it, again, that had an impact. So when I heard, and I got the call a week or so ago, um, hearing like from Brother Young, potentially in Birmingham, could you do something? I was just like, yes, please, I'd love to do something. I'd love to expose others to this. Uh, so, so yes, personally, I was aware uh, of him. Uh, even looked him up on YouTube here and there, heard his testimony um, you know, from other meetings, I guess, that you guys have done around the country previously. Um, so, so yeah, I was aware of just wanting to others to be um, to come and hear that, really, uh, and to, to receive something of, of, of his ministry. Well, we, we really thank you, Pastor, uh, for giving us this time and just sharing with us about uh, how you felt last night went. And uh, we, we really, really are so thankful that uh, you allowed us to come to your city and, uh, and and put together a wonderful meeting last night with some really beautiful people. Uh, we, we hope that we will be able to stay in touch and do this again. Yeah, definitely. We're just so grateful, so grateful you could come. I really want you to hear that. Um, I think it has been a great blessing, and I'm interested to see how it's going to kind of work out now in people's lives and in in the churches, and just hopefully people will take it on board. And um, even if they're in work today in their different settings, have an awareness that Jesus is with them, uh, whether it's hard, whether it's tough, uh, whatever they're facing, that Jesus is with them, and they can know him in that, and they can share the gospel in their context. And so, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this Sunday when we meet again together and... uh, uh, we can come back together and worship God and perhaps share a bit more of of, of, of what God spoke to us uh, last night and uh, kind of growing that together. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much. And if uh, if people are in the Birmingham area and they're looking for a church, where where can they find the information for your church? 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we're, we're Redeemer Church Birmingham. If you Google Redeemer Church Birmingham, we should come up. Uh, the website is uh, redeemerbirmingham.org.uk. We also have a Facebook page. So again, if you just go on Facebook and kind of search for Redeemer Church Birmingham, you should be able to find us. Uh, and we're, so we, we personally meet in the south of Birmingham in Northfield, uh, in, in the wine, local YMCA there. They've got some facilities. But uh, you should be able to find our details on the website, on the Facebook page, uh, number and email address. Um, also, if people are looking for churches across, they're not locally south. There's other churches spread across, kind of Catholic churches that we're connected with. Um, Again, you can Google Catalyst, Catalyst Network, and you should be able to find some details of some other Birmingham churches on there. Excellent. Thank you so much, Pastor John. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us. God bless. God bless you. Thank you so much. And that was uh, Pastor John. And I have to say that we really – one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast together with him is because we really did feel that we were in a home environment. And you know, when I go to their website, when I look at RedeemerBirmingham.org.uk where they are at, I notice something very interesting. I can't find any information on the pastor. He talked about the church or the website talks about the church, what they believe, where they meet, what time they meet, what you can expect, the events that they got going on, nothing about the pastor. And uh, I, he, he, he was working his tail off the entire time that we were there. Sometimes I think that in, in the clergy mindset of the Christian church, this is not all the time, and, and I, I don't want to um, make anybody feel that there's an accusation being thrown at their church. I'm just pointing out why we feel like we relate to this church in Birmingham. You know, Brother Yun doesn't go by pastor or evangelist or po- uh, uh, apostle. Uh, Uncle Tong, his translator, who is the pastor for Brother Yun, doesn't go by uh, pastor or evangelist or a minister or there. There's there's no abbreviation to the names, and if and that if that is something that you've earned, uh, and that is a title that you go by, that is completely fine. But in our setting. And in the the route that God has called us down, we don't use titles in that way. We're just brother and sister, such and such, everybody, even the pastors that I work with, unless they are an official pastor in China. The unofficial pastors, the pastors that are in charge of the, the underground house church, other people might call them pastor. I will call them pastor, but when I'm together with them, and I'm, when I'm together with the other Chinese leaders, nobody refers to anybody as pastor. And of course, that partially comes out of a sense of security as well. You know, in, um, in the military, you have to be very careful on how you um, have your officers placed within formations that are, are on the battlefield because officers – radio personnel, uh, heavy machine gunner gunners, those are usually the first individuals that snipers want to target on. And I think the same is definitely true on the field in China, that if they know you are a pastor, you're among the highest level of the targets. The people are targeting you more. The police, the government are targeting you more. So security is a reason for that as well. But it also creates a sense of unity 
a sense of um, just like Pastor John was talking about that there is really nothing about being in a pub. So I I really loved it. This was a classy pub. Okay, this was this was not a uh, a a beat up old bar on high street, uh, in Detroit with a, uh, a strip pool in the middle. This was a, this was a really nice pub that served family dinners in the evening. Um, but there was a social element to the place and those that came, I'm telling you what, the praise and worship was loud. <laughs> There was no holding back. I don't know if we were interrupting people's dinners. I don't know if we were destroying people's drinking habits. But we were in that pub and it was alive with the gospel. And uh, we actually loved it quite a bit. And to be with individuals that were just so normal and serving and, and such a servant heart like like Pastor John, um, we just we felt it a privilege to be there. We felt a link together with them. And if you're ever in this area, we would highly recommend that you come and join them at one of their fellowships. I'm sure that you will experience the same thing. Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK. God bless you. My name is Jung. And I am an unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. It is considered quite dangerous for me to share the contents of this book, but these are stories that need to be told for God's glory and the encouragement of the church. So begins the extraordinary first-person account of a prominent leader of one of the largest underground churches in China. This dramatic true story is told in Back to Jerusalem's latest book, I Stand with Christ by Eugene Bach. I Stand with Christ is a detailed account about a former Communist Party member who took a stand for his faith in Jesus and was targeted for prison, work camps, and torture. See how he goes from the prison cell of China's maximum security prison to leading one of the largest underground house churches of 10 million believers. Be amazed at this true story of suffering, sacrifice, and triumph. I Stand With Christ is available at www.backtojerusalem.com or where books are sold. There's a simple way for us to help ISIS victims. Drink tea. It's that simple. By drinking a cup of Back to Jerusalem Chinese tea. You will bring hope to the refugees displaced by ISIS. It is a healthy way to make a difference. So invite friends and family to your home for a Bible study round a warm pot of organic Chinese tea. Does your church have a cafe? Add Back to Jerusalem tea to the menu. All profits go to help ISIS victims in Iraq and Syria.